You are now listening to Jess Write, a place where you can come to receive tips on writing and gain inspiration to create writer's art. Listen to become motivated to begin writing or to overcome your writer's block. At Jess Write, there's a little something for every writer. Welcome back, guys. You are now listening to Jess Wright, and I am Jess. This is episode two. We will be talking about famous authors and their quotes and how I use these quotes as writing tips so I can write my novels. So first we have E.L. Doctorow. He said, writing a novel is like driving a car at night. You can only see as far as your headlights but you can make the whole trip that way. What he's saying right here is, you don't exactly have to know how your book or your story is gonna end. Just focus on what you're writing right there at that second, and eventually it'll develop into something beautiful. You know, sometimes I know exactly where I want my book to head, and sometimes I don't. It's not a necessity to know how your book will end. Just focus on the words that you're currently writing and continue to do that until you reach your end. So I think that's a great tip um, to live by. Next, we have Anton Chekhov. He said, don't tell me the moon is shining. Show me the glint of light on broken glass. I absolutely love this and I live by this. Every time I write, I try my best to not tell the reader what's going on but to make them visualize what's going on, to make to make them actually smell the roses or taste the burntness on the on the french toast that was, you know, cooked too long. I don't want them to read it. I want them to feel as though they lived it. So, I think that's awesome. I think everyone should follow that. You know, it's all about having your readers escape into another reality. So that's awesome. Anton was, you know, he he hit it dead on with that quote. Next, you have Jane Patterson. I'm always pretending that I'm sitting across from somebody. I'm telling them a story and I don't want them to get up until it's finished. Awesome. Just awesome. When you're writing, you want to make sure you're, you use a lot of description, you know, Books fail when they don't have a lot of description and you're not telling what the characters see or you're you're not, I should say showing, you're not showing your readers what the characters are seeing and showing the readers, you know, what they're smelling. You're leaving things out and you don't want to leave things out when you're telling a story. You want to You want to tell the story as if you're painting a picture and the writer can see every, the reader can see every breaststroke, you know? So that's what he means by, you know, he want to tell a story as if someone's sitting directly across from them, across from him, and he doesn't want them to get up until he's finished, you know? You don't want your readers to put your book down. You want to be that good to where they're like, I can't put this down. Like, I need to know what's going to happen next. All the descriptions, these sentences, the power that the author gives from his words. You want to do that. You want to make art with your words. Next, we have Ernest Hemingway. He said, there is nothing to writing. All you do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed. Now, of course, everyone doesn't use a typewriter. Everyone doesn't type on their computer and everyone doesn't write. But what he's saying is, 
If you want to write, write. If you want to make a story, make a story. If you want to use your words to open up a whole new world for readers, do it. Just start. Just start. Just start writing. You can do it. It's as simple as that. Of course, there's other things that you have to do, but you need to just start writing. Next, you have Stephen King. I love Stephen King. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love Stephen King? Even if you didn't love all of his movies or books, you still love Stephen King. And he said, if you want to be a writer, you must do two things. Can anyone guess what that is? Write and read. That, I can't preach that enough. If you are writing, if you are an author, if you are trying to become the next bestseller, you have got to read and you have got to write. It is essential because reading and writing gives you experience and it gives you knowledge. You're able to learn more, learn what the competition is doing, learn what readers are, are expecting of you, learn what what what's doing what does well and what doesn't do well you know you you need to gain all the knowledge you can and all the experience you can to make the epic story so constantly read and constantly write constantly read until your eyes fall out and constantly write until your fingers your fingers are so crumbled up that you you can't even hold a banana you know <laughs> um next we have neil gaiman he says Remember, when people tell you something's wrong or doesn't work for them, they are almost always right. When they tell you exactly what they think is wrong and how to fix it, they are almost always wrong. Think about that, guys. I'm going to say it one more time for you. Remember, when people tell you something is wrong or doesn't work for them, they are almost always right. When they tell you exactly what they think is wrong and how to fix it, they are almost always wrong. What he's saying is, if someone is telling you, I read it and I like it, but something's off and I can't exactly tell you what it is, but we probably need to try to figure it out and change it. They're probably right. You know, you use the wrong word. That sentence doesn't work. That plot doesn't work. That character is speaking different. Something's wrong. They can pick up on it, but they're not quite sure what it is. It's worth taking a look. It's worth you sitting down and reevaluating the situation. But if they can tell you exactly what's wrong, oh my God, this plot is horrible. Oh no, I wouldn't dare use that character. Don't listen to them. Do not listen to them because that's just the way they want it done. That doesn't necessarily mean that you've done it the wrong way. So you want to think about those things, you know? Next, you have Stephen King again. He says, kill your darlings. Kill your darlings. Even when it breaks your egocentric little scribbler's heart, kill your darlings. I have such a hard time with this. I mean, who has a hard time killing their favorite character in the book? I do. I do. You know, sometimes I'll even watch TV shows, for instance, Grey's Anatomy. I got so mad when they killed Derek Shepard off that I, 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 I boycotted. I basically said, I am not watching this anymore. And I haven't. I haven't watched it anymore. But people do these things because it's what sale. It, it, what's, it brings great character to the book. 
It brings about a change. It brings a twist. You know, some will love it, some will hate it, but overall, like, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. So make it hard, you know, kill your darlings, kill your favorite character, or make the reader cry, make the reader become attached to someone and then flip-flop it, because that's what sells. Next, we have Annie Dillard. She said, one of the few things I know about writing is this, spend it all shoot it all, play it all, lose it all right away every time. Do not hoard who seems good for a later place. Something more will arise for later, something better. If you have a wonderful idea and you, you want it for that end, put it in now. Go on and put it in now because I guarantee you when you get to the end, you're going to want to change it anyways because as you write, whether you know it or not, sometimes when you don't have an outline, the story unfolds itself. And sometimes when you still have an outline, the story still unfolds itself. So don't toss away a good idea because you want to save it for later. Keep your best stuff always coming. So that was at Annie Dillard. Next we have Kurt Vonnegut. Oh my gosh, if I am pronouncing that wrong, I am so sorry, guys. But we have Kurt Vonnegut or Vonnegut. He said a lot of things, but what I loved most, what, what touched me most was be a sadist. No matter how sweet and innocent your leading characters make awful things happen to them in order that the reader may see what they are made of. What he's saying is make sure that you can develop your characters. You know, yes, you might love your care, uh, your your character Kara. You know, you might love her to death, but you've got to make her grow. You've got to make her develop. You've got to make her become a big girl. You know, if she started off shy and naive and afraid of what's to come, you've got to throw obstacles in her way to make her stronger. Make the readers fall in love with her more. Make the root the readers root for her. You know. So you basically want to develop your characters. Next, we have G.K. Charleston. He said, I owe my success to having listened respectfully to the very best advice and then going away and doing the exact opposite. Oh, I thought this was so funny when I read it. He's saying that, yeah, I, I listen to the advice that people give me and I respect what they're saying, but... You know, my best work comes from not listening to them. I walk away and I don't do it. You know, you don't always have to follow the advice of someone. Just because person A told you to do this or do that or they did it this way does not necessarily mean that you have to do it that way to become a successful bestseller. That is not the case. There is more than one path to a successful road. There is more than one path to become a best-selling author. There is more than one path to writing an epic book. So don't always feel like I have to follow this. I have to follow these rules. I have to follow his advice. I mean, he sold 10 books. Of course I have to do it his way. No, that is not the case. You know, for my first book, I did not make an outline. And I can't tell you how many videos I saw where they're saying you should definitely write an outline so you can understand where your book is going. I didn't do that. 
I didn't do that. And I'm telling you, people love my book. They absolutely love my book. You know, I've had a lot of beta readers read my book and they have fallen in love with it. And I did not make an outline. So don't feel pressured to always follow advice. Don't feel pressured to always do exactly what someone else is doing. Otherwise, you'll fail because that's not the case. I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. Next, we have Elmore Leonard. He said, I try to leave out the parts that people skip. Um, with this, it's kind of it's kind of weird because what I want it goes back to you don't want to you don't want to leave description out, you know. With him, it, it it's it's kind of contradicting because you don't, you don't want to leave out bits of information. You have ever read a book and then you watch a movie and you hate the movie because they left out so much description. Don't do that. You know, try to be very descriptive with your book because the point of reading is to be able to paint the picture in the person's head, in your reader's head with your words, okay? So try to give as much details as possible. Now, Ray Branbury said, quantity produces quality. If you only write a few things, you're doomed. I couldn't agree with this more, especially with self-published authors. Um, if you're publishing on Kindle or anywhere else and you're doing it all on your own, try to put your best work into books and have a multiple selection to post or to submit to Kindle. You don't want to have one long book. I mean, it's it's all well and good, you know, if you wrote your 110,000 word novel and you're going to put it on Kindle. But I'm telling you, if you could get five good books of 30 to 50,000 words and put them on Kindle and it's actually good now. You can't just write you can't just write crap. But if you actually wrote great work into a package and put that on Kindle and you put multiple copies on there, multiple, you know, book one, book two, book three, then that that's what sells because you're you're guaranteed to be successful because you have a lot of books to choose from, you know? They might not like this one, but they like that one. Or oh my God, I love this one. When are they gonna when is the new book gonna come out? When are they gonna write another book? Well, guess what? You already have another book out. So when you're writing your novel, you know, think about cutting it down and instead of striving for that hundred and ten thousand word novel, try to write multiple words with great quality and publishing them all. Not at the same time, but you know, maybe one this month and one in two more months and, and one in three months after that. Because the more you publish, the better you are, and the more successful you will become, and the more income you'll be able to make, you know, depending on if you market it well. So think about it. Quantity produces quality. If you only write a few things, you're doomed. So try to write over and over and over again. Try to publish multiple books because it is beneficial. Next, we have John Steinbeck. He said, Abandon the idea that you are ever going to finish. Lose track of the 400 pages and write just one page for each day. It helps. Then, when it gets finished, you are 
always surprised. This is saying, stop right there. Stop focusing on your goals. Stop focusing on the end result. Stop focusing on your goal of having 425 pages because that's what everyone else is doing that you're in competition with. Don't worry about that. That will come. If you just be in the moment and enjoy writing and enjoy producing um, great quality for your readers, the 425 words that you have set will come in no time. You'll probably be way over and have to end up cutting some things out just so, you know, you won't be over your, your limit, you know, because some genres have it to where you can only write between 50 to 80,000 words, depending on what genre it is. So again, don't focus on the end of the road. Focus on what you're doing now and give it your best and the end will come. Next, you have Elmore Leonard again, who said, if it sounds like writing, I rewrite it. You don't want to sound like you're writing. You don't you don't want to sound like you're telling your story. It goes back to you don't want to show your readers. You want to you, you don't I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You don't want to you you want to show your readers. You want to show your readers what you're saying. You don't want to tell them what you're saying. You want to show them what you're saying. You want to show them that the sun hit your skin so hard and your skin turned bright red and it was it was hot you could feel the nerves heating up and tingling in your body you want to say that versus and the sun hit her skin you know you don't want to tell them so if read your work and if it sounds like writing rewrite it rewrite it because i'm telling you guys your book isn't done until it's went through like it's 27th edit anyways. So don't feel like you failed yourself if if you having to rewrite more than 20 times because it's only getting better each time. You learn something new each time. Next, we have Erica Jong who said, The hardest part is believing in yourself at the notebook stage. It is like believing in dreams in the morning. I could not have said this better. I've built, I built this channel for people so I can inspire you guys to write, so I can tell you that you can do this because I do believe in you. I believe in myself and I believe in you guys. And I know that a lot of people out there want to write or are actually authors but have writer blog. I need you to take time out and realize that even though you're at the beginning stage, your time will come where you can be a bestseller. Just keep writing, keep reading, and keep believing in yourself because night will come. Your morning will be over and your night will come and your dreams will be true. So yes, the hardest part is believing in yourself when you're at the beginning stage, but don't give up because the difference between you <clears throat> being a successful writer and you being a, a failed writer is the fact that you gave up. So don't give up, guys, please. If I can find it in my heart to inspire you guys and to motivate you guys and to believe in you, I need you to do it too because that's where it starts. It starts with you believing in yourself. And next we have Gertrude Stein. It's my next one and it's my last one. And I say this, 
I'm going to start in saying, I'm going to start by saying this is not a broken record because when I read this quote to you, you're going to think what's going on with this podcast? Why is it repeating itself? It's not a broken record, but I had to put it on there. Gertrude Stein said, to write is to write, 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 is to write. That's what Gertrude Stein said. Write, guys. Just write, okay? Believe in yourself. Read and write, okay? I think it's awesome that he said that. I know it's over and over and over again, and you're thinking, why did he keep repeating it? Like, how could that possibly be a quote? It's a quote. It's a quote because so many people need to know it's so simple to get started. Just write, okay? I hope I informed you guys today. I hope I helped you. I hope I gave you great quotes from famous authors that inspired you and that gave you good tips. I hope you jotted them down and I hope you use them, you know, as you write. Thanks for listening to the Just Write Podcast, where writers come to refresh their mind, gain perspective on their writing, learning valuable and inspiring information, and become motivated to make art using their skills as a writer. Check out JustWrite.com, JustWrite Instagram, and JustWrite YouTube channel.